Amateur Radio Newsline Report number 2384 with the release date of Friday, July 7th, 2023 to follow in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. The following is a QST. Gains in attendance at Europe's largest ham fest. Sri Lanka loses a respected member of the amateur community, and there are big plans ahead for radio at scout camps. All this and more as Amateur Radio Newsline Report number 2384 comes your way right now. From around the world, this is Newsline, Amateur Radio's first independent on-the-air news and bulletin service. Now, reporting from Wadsworth, Ohio, here's Stefan Kenford. N8WB. Our top story this week takes us to Germany with Ham Radio Friedrichs Harfen. Completing two weeks ago, the attendance figures have been announced, and there's some good news. Over to our European correspondent, Ed Durant, DD5LP, who attended. This year's attendance at Ham Radio, Europe's largest ham fest, was up by 10% to 11,100, and the number of traders by 15% compared to last year, despite predictions that ham fest may suffer due to the increase in online sales during and following the pandemic was clear there was an increase in the number of people both at the indoor flea market halls and in the main trader and exhibitor hall while there were no new major radio model announcements other than we already know from hamvention it was good to see kenwood back but a shame that only yesu's agents represented them icon was there with their usual impressive large display area and competing in size was a new company to the amateur radio market aronia a manufacturer of high-quality test equipment. All in all, it was a very uplifting event. Just as important was the announcement that the required legislative documents had just been signed to implement the new German entry-level N-class amateur radio licence. The regulations will come into force on the 21st of June 2024, the week before next year's ham radio event between the 28th and 30th. And indeed, the very first examinations for this new class of licence will take Take place at Ham Radio 2024. The new license will allow access to 70 centimeters, 2 meters, and 10 meters, running a maximum of 10 watts, and will conform to CEPT specifications for an entry-level license. This was Ed Durant, DD5LP. Following years of experimental use of the frequencies between 2 and 25 megahertz, a range the FCC considers underutilized. Members of the Shortwave Modernization Coalition have asked the agency for rule changes that would permit fixed, long-distance, time-sensitive transmissions of data by commercial entities. The FCC is requesting public comment on the proposed rule change, which the commission said would not have an impact on that part of the spectrum used exclusively by amateur radio, maritime, or aeronautical services. A rule change would make the frequencies available to regular commercial operations. At present, only 61 of the 21,507 active licenses for frequencies between 2 and 25 megahertz are for industrial and business use, according to the FCC. The businesses seeking access have relied until now on satellite, fiber, microwave, and millimeter wave wireless transmissions. Shortwave management coalition members, who include such entities as companies in the financial markets, believe a rule change could widen access to other industries, such as mining, petroleum, and manufacturing. Comments are due to the FCC within the month. 
In other action in Washington, it's shaping up to be a busy month for the Federal Communications Commission, which is considering whether low-power analog TV stations that have a Channel 6 allocation can continue to broadcast analog FM radio. Kevin Trotman, N5PRE, tells us what's behind the issue. In a small number of U.S. markets, FM broadcast audio has long been available from TV stations, making use of a subcarrier 250 kilohertz from the top of the Channel 6 frequencies. At the FCC's open meeting, on July 20th, the FCC will look at an option it favors, permitting these low-power TV stations to continue this practice as a supplementary service even after the TV station's conversion to digital. The FCC believes that preserving the operations for those 13 low-power stations would benefit the public interest, noting, as well, that there is no record of TV interference with the adjacent FM channels, known as FM6 stations. The FCC wrote in a fact sheet on its website that it has not received complaints with credible evidence showing anything to the contrary. FM6 radio is permitted to operate on 87.75 MHz, and the service may only be offered within low-power TV stations coverage area and on a non-interference basis. This is Kevin Trotman, N5PRE. In case you've marked your calendar for January of next year hoping to make contact with Clipperton Island De-Expedition, there's extra good news if you are a satellite enthusiast. Neil Rapp, WB9VPG, explains. When members of the Perseverance DX group call QRZ in January of 2024 from Clipperton Island, they'll have an extra way to make contact. The team just announced that the TX-5SD expedition will include satellite operations. The team's satellite station manager, Andreas N6NU, reported in a recent press release that the team hopes to use the IO-117 Green Cube satellite, which not only has a generous footprint over the island, but has passes that last more than an hour. The uninhabited atoll in the eastern Pacific Ocean will be home for the team for 16 days as they use sideband CW Ready and FT8. This is the 38th most wanted DX, according to Club Log, and it is IOTA number NA011. This is Neil Rapp, WB9VPG. There's nothing like a good contest to bring out the thrill of competition in some hams. In Scotland, however, one amateur radio group is enjoying the status of being one of the top winners at, of all things... A film festival. Jeremy Boo G4NJH explains what happened. Hams in the Aberdeen Amateur Radio Society had the kind of performance you might not see in a DX contest, a sprint, or even a QSO party. They were among the top winners at this year's Doric Film Festival, an event that shines a light on filmmakers who celebrate Doric culture and language in their work. The five-minute production is colourful, lively, and entirely in the Doric language. Interestingly enough, this is not the Radio Society's first appearance in a film. A 12-minute film called Hams was released in 1961 and is available for viewing online in the Moving Image Archives of the National Library of Scotland. That film, however, is in black and white and in English. Doric, once the official language of Scotland, is still widely spoken in the country's northeast. The festival's winning films were screened last month at the awards ceremony on the campus of Robert Gordon University in Aberdeen. The stars of the Radio Society's film are, of course, the many operators in the club, 
and they are seen sending Morse code and talking to the International Space Station. There is even a cameo appearance by a pig. Of course, you'll have to watch the film on YouTube to understand why. See the link to the Society's film in the text version of this week's Newsline script at arnewsline.org. This is Jeremy Boot, G4NJH. A well-respected amateur in Sri Lanka and a familiar voice on a popular evening net has become a silent key. We hear about him from Jason Daniels, VK2LAW. The Rodeo Society of Sri Lanka held a special tribute VHF tribute net to honour a soccer to silver. For Sierra 5 Bravo Alpha Kilo, who became a silent key on the 26th of June, two months after his 75th birthday. The retired banker, who rose to prominence in the financial sector, was remembered by many who checked in on VHF or via Echo League during the one hour net. The net was recorded by the society to present to a soccer's family as a gift. A mainstay of the daily 9pm net for the past three years, Osaka was a familiar voice who would share with his fellow hams a thorough, well-researched weather report that many looked forward to hearing. His last check-in on the net took place on the 9th of April. According to the Radio Society, even in the difficult final months of his life, Osaka was determined to upgrade the amateur radio licence he first acquired during his retirement. Despite frequent hospitalisations, he successfully sat the general and advanced exams and qualified for that sought-after upgrade. The VHF tribute net allowed hams from elsewhere, including the United States, Canada and India, to check in with Victor Gunatalecki, 4S7VK, as net control. They shared memories of Osaka, remembering him fondly as the net's weatherman and expressed their condolences to his family. The Radio Society's own tribute online said, quote, We've lost a dear friend, and his untimely departure leaves an immense void that will be difficult to fill, end quote. This is Jason Daniels, VK2LAW. Time for you to identify your station. We are the amateur radio news unheard on bulletin stations around the world, including the IRLP Western Reflector Channel 9258 on Mondays at 7 p.m. A sweeping new program is in the works to encourage hams everywhere to make contacts with young hams involved in scouting. Think of it as a push for hams to do a bit of scouting for scouts. It's called Scout Camps on the Air, and it started as the dream of Matt KR8E. He saw it as a way for the ham population to have CUSOs with scout stations, stations based on camps that are owned or leased by the scouting organization, or those not at any camps but still known as scout stations on the air. Though the program is still a work in progress, the committee has added three active scouts who are deeply involved in amateur radio, hoping to add to the momentum. The committee has been asking scout councils to provide input. Organizers are meanwhile developing a multi-level awards program to recognize licensed hams worldwide everywhere who have successful radio contacts with the scouts. You can follow the progress of scout camps on the air or get involved by following the program on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. See the text version of this week's newscast script at arnewsline.org for the Twitter and Instagram handles of scout camps on the air. 
Amateur radio operators in India have once again used their extensive network of contacts to bring about a family reunion. Graham Kemp, VK4BB, gives us their story. A mother in India who went missing at a fair 17 years ago while her three children were on an amusement ride is heading back home to Baja thanks to local radio amateurs. Following the separation, the children had come to believe their mother had long since died. Their fears were proven wrong, however, after police enforcing the recent COVID-19 lockdown saw her wandering the streets outside her home village, unable to speak. They took her for hospital evaluation. From there, she was transferred to the Missionaries of Charity Home, where she remained until the home asked the West Bengal Radio Club for assistance. Ambarish Nag Biswas, VU2JFA, the club secretary, told the website etvbarrett.com that the radio club sent pictures to amateur radio operators they know throughout India. A reply ultimately came from the woman's daughter in Baha through the hams there. The daughter told the West Bengal hams she'd been seeking her mother for years and she was feared dead. At the time of the family's story appeared in the local media, a reunion was being planned. This is Graham Kemp, VK4BB. In the world of DX, be listening for ROG. LB3RE operating on 40 to 6 metres as DU1 slash LB3RE from Luzon Island, IOTA number OC-042 until the 18th of July. CQRZ.com for QSL details. Be listening for a six-member team of the activators using the call sign RI1OR from Bolshoi Solovetsky Island IOTA number EU-066 from the 25th to the 29th of July. They will be operating CW, SSB, and digital modes on 160 to 10 meters. Send QSLs via RZ3EC. Chasers of worldwide flora and fauna activations may want to listen for Bruno F4JIK. He is touring Finland in his camper van, is on the air as OH slash F4JIK slash P until the 13th of July. Listen for him on SSB on 40, 20, and 15 meters from several Finnish flora and fauna locations. Listen for Ben PE5B, who will be active as PJ7 slash PE5B from St. Martin, IOTA number NA-105 from the 7th to the 14th of July. He will be operating SSB in RIDI while doing training and demonstrations of ham radio and HF MCOM to local grips. QSL via LOTW. Imagine AI, artificial intelligence, behind the radio mic? Well, it has already arrived in broadcasting, and that's giving us here at Newsline something to think about, too. Here's Ralph Squalacci, KK6ITB, to explain. In Portland, Oregon, the radio DJ known as Ashley Z. Elzinga has some company in the studio. Herself. The station, Live 95.5 KBFF, has begun using an artificial version of her voice to produce segments using Futuri Media's Radio GPT during midday programming. Ashley Z is a syndicated talent heard on a number of other stations, including ones in Michigan and Seattle. The Oregon station is calling her A.I. Ashley, and it even quotes her in the station's press release expressing her commitment to being the world's first AI DJ. Meanwhile, students at the University of Florida have used Radio GPT to create an AI personality they've named Q. Q is featured on the College of Journalism and Communications Audio Research and Development platform, GHQ. According to a report in Radio World, Radio GPT generates scripts about relevant topics by scanning online content and social media and then voices the script using AI. 
It does leave us wondering, however, how long before something called HAMGPT is developed and learns to scan the solar reports, the propagation maps, the DX clusters, and even our personal details on QRZ.com, handing out 5, 9, and 7, 3? Perhaps for that answer, for now, we'll have to Google it. This is Ralph Squillacci, KK6ITB. We hope our listeners have been enjoying the Amateur Radio Newsline Haiku Challenge. We certainly have. In the spirit of fun and perhaps a little bit of literary adventure, we've been inviting listeners to channel their most creative selves and share the joy of ham radio in the form of a haiku. On our website, arnewsline.org, you will find a submission form for sending your most poetic offering. To qualify, you need to follow traditional haiku form. The first line is five syllables, the second line is seven syllables, and the finishing third line has another five syllables. We cannot accept any other formats. Our team will pick from the best submissions that follow the 575-syllable rule and represent the love of amateur radio. Your prize? For now, bragging rights and a featured spot for your haiku on the Amateur Radio Newsline website. We may have a surprise for you at the end of the year, however, so visit our website at airnewsline.org and take a look at this week's winning ham radio haiku. Do you have a piece of amateur radio news that you think Newsline would be interested in? We're not talking about advertising your club's upcoming ham fest or field day participation, but something that is out of the ordinary. And if so, send us a brief overview via the contact page at airnewsline.org. If it's newsworthy and we'd like to cover it, we'll get back to you for more details. With thanks to Amateur Radio Daily, AMSAT News Service, ARRL, CQ Magazine, David Behart, K7DB, DX-World.net, FCC, 425DX News, ETVBHART.com, QRZ.com, RadioInsight.com, Shortwave Listening Post, ShortwaveRadio.de, Wireless Institute of Australia, and you, our listeners. That's all from the Amateur Radio Newsline. We remind our listeners that Amateur Radio Newsline is an all-volunteer, non-profit organization that incurs expenses for its continued operation. If you wish to support us, please visit our website at arnewsline.org and know that we appreciate you all. We also remind our listeners that if you like our newscast, please leave us a five-star rating wherever you subscribe to us. For now, with Karen Eve Murray, KD2GUT at the news desk in New York and our news team worldwide, I'm Stephen Kinford, N8WB in Wadsworth, Ohio, saying 73. And as always, we thank you for listening. Amateur Radio Newsline is copyright 2023, all rights reserved.